we had the honor of meeting um, uh, during the uh, 2017 celebration at Hernhut uh, that IPC put on. And I have to say, when my first experience of Sam Hoffman is, oh my word, who is this brother? The way he prays, when he prays, he shakes, uh, the spirit of God shakes the room through him. And just, you know, listen, don't want to build up your, your, uh, the, the flesh or anything, but also want to recognize the gifts and the anointing of the spirit over you, brother. Uh, you carry, uh, you carry something special when it comes to a place of intercession. And we have a lot to learn from you. And for those of you who, who didn't yet have the opportunity, Sam was with us uh, um, a couple of months ago, uh, speaking and teaching on us on how to pray more effectively to press in for those that are caught under the spirit of Islam. And I, I don't know what Sam's going to be speaking on today and sharing with us, but I want to encourage you, go on to the Global Family Room and listen to that teaching. We, we, th this is one of the greatest battles that we are going to enter into the end times to, to release those that are caught under the spirit of Islam. And the Lord has given Brother Sam some incredible insights for us of how to pray into that revelation. So it's a great honor, Sam, to introduce you. And uh, we love you dearly and, and uh, really uh, uh, listen carefully to what the Lord has given to you and, and teach us and equip us, brother. Hallelujah. Bless you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation right now to understand how to pray for the people 1.9 billion caught up in the lie of Islam, under the control of Islam, under the oppression of Islam. Lord, come give us understanding and revelation. And I submit to the leading of your spirit in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So I understood that I am uh, <clears throat> supposed to share on how to pray for Muslims and uh, I uh, <clears throat> prepared in that way. So uh, we rush through because we have only 28 minutes. So uh, we are very clear. The challenge is almost 2 billion Muslims in the world today. And wherever I go, I just preached in a church this morning in Germany, wherever I go, People have Muslims as their neighbors. They have Muslims as their colleagues. They have Muslims everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So every year, the Muslims grow by 25 to 30 million every year. The conversion is only about 12.62 million, but leaving Islam is even less, 9.4. That means our conversion rate out of Islam to Christ, but some are even going to humanism, is less than the conversion of others to Islam. So just to show you the magnitude, here we have only one people group, the sheikhs. They spread over several nations. And I only highlight to you three of the nations where they are very strongly represented. India with 85 million of the sheikhs, Bangladesh 135 million, Pakistan, 13 million. We have a total of approximately 3,214 unreached Islamic people groups. We need all the prayers we can, 
offer for this challenge. Brothers and sisters, and many of those have conflicts. You go anywhere, whether Afghanistan, whether you go into Iraq or Syria, and uh, if you now go into North India with the pandemic plus Islam, oh dear, you can't stop praying. The shocking research shows that in terms of the percentage and the worldwide spread of Islam, it is now, sorry to offend you, but it is now the fastest growing religion in the world. Sorry, you may not believe it, but I'm in touch with so many missionaries and I'm in touch with prayer network people and it is a fact, sad to say. And uh, you can see the figures uh, even in the Western countries, the conversion rate, it is staggering. So the founder, we all know, and uh, it is <laughs> a man of war, a man of blood. And on top of that, he is a lustful. He has been a lustful man with 14 plus wives and a pedophile as well. As we go on, the book, very interesting, the book, it has been written way after this man, Muhammad, ever was here. And nobody, I recently listened to a, a scholar, nobody knows if the man, Muhammad, ever existed. It may all just be up and made up stories. And so way, way, way later, only uh, in the 8th century, the Quran was written in part and later on adding, 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 adding. So finally in Egypt in 1924, they put together a proper Quran, throwing out most of their uh, writings, including the Hadith only has 5% left of the original writing, 95% thrown out. Islam has 73 sects, 73 sects and that is a challenge. When we talk about prayer, I always pray against the five pillars. The five pillars, and I'm already now praying with our prayer room people against the Hajj. Last year it was canceled. Only 1,000 uh, 1, Pakistanis were allowed into Mecca. This year I'm praying for a total cancellation. And um, we have naturally then the Islamic creed where they have to speak up in their lifetime, millions of times. There's only one God but Allah and his prophet Muhammad. So what happens when they keep on repeating this kind of a demonic statement? This is leading to a mind captivity and it leads to a spiritual captivity. What happens? They need deliverance. We need to almost, what to say, if you pray for Muslims, you almost have to do warfare. A normal intercessory prayer for Muslims, I would dare to say it's not enough. Because I'm working now about eight years with Muslims, before with atheists, before with humanists, before with Hindus, before with Buddhists. I've got them all through in 33 years. And so this one is the most demonic. This one is the most evil. I used to call it the religion made in hell itself. So. We have the next pillar, which is the five times prayer a day. This also uh, is a ritual. It's idolatry focused on their Quranic version of an Allah, of a God, which is a demon. How do I know that? Because I've cast it out many a times from people. Then they focus on their prophet as well, 
Muhammad, which is a false prophet, and a covenant with him. I'll come to that later on. And then you have the pillar of the 2.5% zakat, which is donations to the poor. They often feed the poor, and uh, which is quite nice. And then they have the Ramazan, which is just finished. And by that, very interesting, the feedback of missionaries in the Islamic world is always when Ramazan is on, they feel most attacked, most oppressed because of the demonic activity. So uh, I already said, mentioned the Hajj. It takes too much time to explain the Hajj, but it's all about getting favors from Allah, working on, you know, in a sense, your karma, but naturally it's called very different in Islam. And the Ramazan also, it's all for getting a dream from their Allah. Then we see here the mass idolatry at the Kaaba in Mecca. We see here Karbala, where the Shias come in the millions and hundreds of millions. And uh, then you have the worship of the dead. The dead are being worshipped in Shia Islam especially, but also in Sunni Islam. I saw it with my own eyes over and over on prayer trips, foremost in Pakistan and into Afghanistan. So it is a utterly demonic religion with demonic covenants. It is a religion of divination, the worship of the dead. It is idolatry. It is witchcraft. Now, Many of us, we, we don't know what the Islamic flag actually mean, the moon and the star. This is the Ottoman Empire and the Persian Empire. These are the defenders of Islam. And these are the men, Said Ali Husseini Khamenei, he and his men, they defend Shia Islam. And then we have naturally this man. He is the defender of Sunni Islam. And now you find they are all getting into more and more of an alliance against Israel. And we really need to pray against this alliance. We have 57 Islamic nations in the world today, 57. And it's ever growing more. Now, which the Muslims don't like to mention, but they have a sixth pillar, not only five, they have six, which is jihad. Jihad, the defending of Islam, is their commitment and conviction. And um, we see it over and over again, even right now. If you look what's going on in Israel, everywhere where there are Palestinians, they are rising up in defending Islam and uh, the Palestinians, and Erdogan even more so. And I know it from people who have been in Islam, they made the jihad vow, the commitment to fight for Islam, to fight for Allah. So it's all demonic, right through, everything is demonic. Islam is a religion that has killed more people than any other religion in its 1400 years of existence. And it does so every day. Since 9-11, we have tens of thousands of Islamic terror attacks worldwide. Now, the most challenge I find is the Islamic missions. We have to pray against that. The Islamic missions, they have millions and millions of volunteers. 
I'm sad to say they have way, way more missionaries than we have. They have way more volunteers than we have. I have been to some of their conference grounds every November, six million in Pakistan alone being trained and two million in Bangladesh, Dhaka, plus Indonesia, plus, plus, plus. We are talking about a tsunami of volunteers, plus they are training hundreds of thousands of mullahs and imams to serve as team leaders, to go with the volunteers into missions for Islam. And they are seeking to conquer Europe right now. And after that, America is their final target. I mean, I'm talking with them. I'm talking with mullahs. I'm talking with Muslims of different backgrounds. This Islamic missions is our biggest challenge because they are by far outnumbering us, by far. This is just a picture of the Raivind one in Pakistan. Every November, I've been there. The ground is endless. Multitudes, you cannot count. This is our challenge. The next one is Islamic education. We have to pray against that. Islamic education is spreading across Africa like wildfire. And they're offering Christian children discount on the school fees. And guess what? After a couple of years, the children come home and they have become Muslims. Once they leave school, almost all the Christian kids are Muslims. And some of them already have been involved in terrorist attacks. One was in the UK. Here, this is how it looks like. This is the Quran school for the advanced, for the mullahs and the imams. They have endless numbers, endless numbers. So the next one is Islamic business. The Muslims have conquered in India and have converted endless millions of Hindus by offering them a job and offering them more wives than more than one. And they had great success in different parts of the world. So we need to pray against all these things. It's massive. I quickly want to uh, go and show you quickly also the heart of Islam. Also important to know the heart of Islam, which uh, goes further. As I said, praying for Muslims is not just intercession. It always includes warfare. The heart of Islam is idolatry. It is a non-stop idolatry every day, every day, every day, every day. It is a violent religion. By 538 battles, they have conquered huge parts of the world, enslaved millions, and forced endless millions into Islam. I live in Athens, Greece. This country of Greece was under Islam for 380 years. They have been enslaved. They have how many of their people been killed? And it has been a nightmare. So, all right. It is a religion of lies and deceit as it is written in the Quran. When you make a contract as a Muslim with an infidel, you can break your part of the contract, but the other side has to keep it. So we have to pray against that. You, I, I will, uh, sorry to say, I never buy from a Muslim. I'm sorry. I never buy anything from a Muslim because their lifestyle and their business is full of lies and full of cheating. But it may be different in some other countries, but from my experience. Then we have this kind of mission organizations. 
they are huge and they have endless endless members then also you find an incredible amount of immorality among muslims wherever you find muslims you find prostitutes it just goes together wherever you find mosques you will find not far prostitutes and um, we don't have the time <laughs> to tell you what they do in shia islam they get married in the evening have sex in the night get divorced in the morning that's how they do it in the millions and the others they have the prostitutes plus four wives if they want to uh, with islam i have watched it over a long time with islam comes lawlessness this crime statistics in germany have exploded since the mass immigration of muslims from afghanistan iraq, uh, iraq and syria into germany it has skyrocketed the prisons are full of them so it is another one a major culture islam brings along way of life it is utter lawlessness sometimes when i go for evangelism and i talk to muslims they have one two three four five different identities to smuggle themselves to the next country etc we have to pray against that it is major islam always comes with major oppression oppression the beating violence is extreme high at least at 60% and more in islamic families i know that from being to those places and researching all right we have honor killing that is a part of it wherever islam comes there will be honor killing if the daughter doesn't marry the old man she's supposed to marry then she will be killed it's happening all over it comes with revenge islam always brings a revenge culture one afghan friend of mine he said we take revenge even unto 500 years we have to pray against that this is demonic it is islam is full of it all right this one we already had and the death cult this is so strong i mentioned it before the constant worship of the dead in the millions of people traveling to the graves kissing the grave rubbing to the graves worshiping the dead this is so massive so massive all right so back to the other one and so we have a challenge which is now the occultic shield the occultic shield is super demonic how does it come about as i'm reaching pakistani muslims afghan muslims and sometimes a few arabs this is what i'm encountering on and on and on and on the spirit of islam is a spirit of captivity and control and especially the pakistan form of islam wahhabi islam they are extremely occult under total control their mind their spirit their heart and it is very challenging to get through to them unless you do warfare and fast and pray the doctrines of the quran are a complete brainwash i sometimes listen to what they think about women what they think about western cultures what they think about 
future. It is absolutely shocking and it is absolutely scary. So they have the demon Allah they worship. It's the Quranic God, which is a demon. How do I know that? Because of mass deliverance ministry and how it manifested. Oh my goodness. This is a violent, controlling, captivating spirit, demonic spirit. Then we have the false prophet Muhammad. They talk to him. They worship him at times. They covenant with him at birth, later on, again and again. It's almost they are married to Muhammad. That's why they fight if somebody says a word against him. They kill for it. They fight for it. They burn down Christian houses for it. They will do everything in the defense of Muhammad. All right, death cult I already mentioned. There's one more dynamic, which is the Islamic witchcraft. Very strong in Sufi Islam and also in Pakistan, Sunni Islam, Shia Islam, extremely strong. Pakistan alone has 250,000 peers, Islamic witchcrafters. They are in the government, they are in the business, they are in the media, they are in the religious site, they are everywhere. They control the whole country. All right, the outcome, and we need to pray. Many times we only pray against the outcome, but the outcome is only the fruit of the tree. The tree is the upper part. That's the tree, that's the roots. It's all demonic, utterly demonic. So the lower part is the fruit and the outcome which we see in society, we see everywhere. When you live among Muslims, this is what you will find every day. Now, this is how they advance also by their mass prayers in public. They have done that uh, a while back in Paris, in France, and they totally annoyed and intimidated the French people in Paris. Many could not go to their own houses because the Muslims had blocked the whole streets and places. People could not reach their own home. And this five times a day. So how do we pray? All right, we need to pray for laborers, brothers and sisters. Oh, we need to cry for laborers. Muslims have the least missionaries of any of the world religions. This is the greatest need. Pakistan has an utter shortage of laborers. Afghanistan, utter shortage. Iraq, utter shortage. And on it goes, there's a desperate need for laborers among the Islamic people and tribes. We need to pray for open doors for the gospel. I'm praying that all the time, open hearts, open doors. We need to pray for Christian media. It's an absolute key. Christian media is being watched by many Muslims, by many women secretly. And one brother came into the home of one of the leaders in Bahrain. And it was the top sheikh or king, I can't remember, one of the top leaders of the country, they were all watching Christian media. Praise God for that. So Christian media has no limits. It can get anywhere. And so we need to pray for that. Very strong. This is the key where we can't go. Christian media can go. And if Christian media doesn't go there, the Holy Spirit will go there and will come in dreams and visions as I heard from the Afghans and heard from the Iraqis. 
where there is no missionary and where there is no mission, Christian media, the Lord moves by his Holy Spirit. Like one Arab in North Africa, he received from Jesus himself the download of the whole book of John. The whole book of John was given by the Lord through the Holy Spirit to one of those Arabs in North Africa, a Bedouin or whatever. And the Lord used to tell him, write down, write down, write down. And when another brother by chance came to this uh, man's tent and visited him, he showed him what he had written down. It was the complete book of John, a download from the Lord himself. That shows us book of John has a great importance. All right, we need to pray for long-term visas for the laborers. Many have huge visa issues. We need to pray for true religious freedom as many of the Islamic countries are very restricted on anti-conversion law, not allowed to evangelize, not allowed to meet, not allowed to reach any Muslims with the gospel. It goes through the Middle East. You go into Afghanistan, Pakistan, it's all over. It's forbidden to evangelize Muslims, but we need to obey God more than men. But I found great fear in some countries among the Christians, great, great fear because of that law. We need to pray for faith and repentance upon the Muslims, that their hearts would become soft as they keep on seeing the evil of Islam and the bad news and the sad news. And we need to look to those seven keys. Brothers and sisters, this is what I pray basically all the time. Because I've listened to many testimonies of ex-Muslims and they told these seven keys. This is how they came to faith in Jesus Christ. And sometimes it happened through Catholic nuns. Sometimes it happened through a little child. Sometimes it happened through a wonderful Christian and through a merciful believer, whatever. And um, I remember a lady in Germany and uh, she said, I looked out of the window, I saw my Turkish neighbor, the Muslim, and I said to God, Lord, you must save this man. Whatever it costs me, I am willing to give it. For two years, she focused, she prayed, she greeted, she loved, and this man came to faith in Christ. It is possible, but it will cost, it will cost a price. It will require sacrifice. All right, let's look at the seven keys. Dreams and visions of Jesus in every unreached area where there is no gospel, no witness, and no Christian media. I know because I've traveled many Islamic countries. That's exactly how it is. The Lord comes where there are no missionaries and where there's no Christian media. The Lord comes in dreams and visions. All right. We need loving, kind, helpful, merciful believers. This is a, such a key. When we love them and we are kind, helpful, generous, merciful, we can love them into the kingdom. We can win them one by one. Now, this is what we have in the global family prayer. We are focusing mainly on the Islamic world. And this is like another key. Intercessors for unrich Muslims, they cause a God-given frustration, which is the next point with Islam in the heart of Muslims. They told all endless numbers said, when my Christian friend prayed, I started getting frustrated with Islam. I started questioning my religion. I started going on the internet 
and I, I ended up in Christian media. And then I don't know what happened to me. I was drawn to it. The next day I had to go on it again and I had to click again. And that's how they came to faith in Christ. As we pray in the global family prayer rooms for the Muslims, for the 3,214 unreached people groups and for laborers and so forth, what happens? They become frustrated with Islam. I'm praying specifically for that, in fact, over and over. When I go prayer walking, when I go to the refugee camps, that's what I do. And I pray for these seven points. Christian media to get into their homes. And I use WhatsApp for evangelism, whatever. Others, my friend in Kabul, Afghanistan, he uses Facebook and podcast. He had recently 136,000 people listening to his podcast and thousand to his YouTube, uh, to his Facebook evangelism. But you know what? Only one man came and met with him and he became a believer and now he's baptized. So the next one is Christian witness. We need MPPs, Muslim background believers are the absolute key. When they share the gospel, oh, many more Muslims come to faith. We, next key is New Testament. They must have the New Testament. There is no salvation without the word of God. This is a clearly proven by research. And finally, power encounter, a healing, a deliverance, and they see the difference because Islam is powerless. No healings in Islam, no deliverance in Islam. I have asked how many Muslims, if they ever got an answer to their prayers, no, they don't. There is no answer. How can a demon answer anyway? All right, and we can pray with scriptures. So um, we're running out of time, but brothers and sisters, if you want a PowerPoint, I can send it uh, to our brother Granberry and he can forward it to you or uh, you can uh, leave me, uh, no, it's better with Grant. You leave him your email address and we can send you the PowerPoints. I have several PowerPoints uh, in regard to Islam and how to pray for Muslims. Uh, we desperately have to focus because they are the fastest growing religion with the highest population growth and with the highest numbers of volunteers and the highest numbers of Islamic missionaries. Mm -hmm.